Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The real starts now. Without you in Jesus' holy name, God, we love you, we praise you, we give you honor and glory, God. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your covering. Thank you for your blood, God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for being who you are and all that you do, Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, continue to order our steps, Heavenly Father. Use us for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus, God. You are worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that we always have our minds stayed on you, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we need you. We love you, God. We have to have you, God. We can't live without you, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. Once again, Lord, without you, Father God, we are nothing. It is all about you and not about us. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. Have your way and your will be done on this Zoom meeting on tonight, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that each and every one of us is strengthened in Jesus' holy name, God. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And we give you honor and glory. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome prayer, Dakota. Awesome prayer. Boy, God. make a big difference when you on here from the jump. You such a you're such a strong brother, man. Strong man of God, man. So good job. God oh, bless. Man. God be the glory. Man, man, I wanna I wanna do like a little um go back a little bit, just touch up on some things. What we shared last week, man. I don't know about you guys, man, but that um that silence. The silence of Adam, that that what been resonating with me, man, through since Tuesday, because I just yeah. think it's so it's it's so broad and so much broader than just what we read. The, the silence of Adam, to me, everything transpired. Think about the the, the trickle down. Brother Robert said it. Brother Robert hit it. Everything trickled down in the world since. Since that moment, because Adam didn't say nothing, hmm. you know, you know how impactful that is as as men, and it's it's a whole charge. It's the charge against us. Also, it's a charge that we should think about daily. That think about, and I don't know how often it happens, but we go, we face things that are uncomfortable. I mean, just no puns about it. It's we face things in our lives, in our personal lives, that are uncomfortable. Sometimes we might not want to deal with it. Sometimes you don't feel like dealing with things at the head of the house as a man or whatever. But look at how the silence of Adam trickled, trickled down. What, what if something occurred with my daughter that I need to say that's uncomfortable and I don't and I don't and I don't address it and I don't deal with it. You know, 
it goes on to affect her kids and and her, and, and, her, and her kids' kids, man. So I just wanted I just wanted to go back and, and touch on that because it was just such a strong thing. Anybody else got anything from last week that they want to touch on? Yeah, yeah, you you you're so right, Todd. I've been thinking about it all week too, man. Let's uh, matter of fact, I touched on that day while I was preaching. I, I mean, just think about it. Because of his silence, he got kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, right. we trying to get there. We trying to get there, and because of his silence, he got kicked out. So we have to speak up, man. We we got to say these uncomfortable things. We have to to save somebody's soul. To save our own soul. If Adam can get kicked out of heaven for his silence, don't you think we can we can miss the mark also? That's right. If if we stand by and we know that we're answering to 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 address stuff, you know, when we start talking about judgment day, you know, stuff like that, I think you know that's when you start talking about judgment. Hey, mm-hmm. our, our sins is cast in the sea of forgiveness, right? That's right. Yeah. But, but what about our, what about our silence? What about the things that we, just because we don't say nothing, it wouldn't be considered a sin, I'm sure. You know, I don't think that was a sin that Adam did because, you know, he just didn't say nothing. And so I don't want to miss my spot in heaven because of my silence. That's why, that's what's been resonating with me ever since Tuesday, man. I, sometimes we got to just take a deep breath and ask him to, to, to guide my tongue, but not not be silent. You know what I'm saying? Give me the... Give me this courage. Lead me in my words. Also, no, but I have to say it. I can't be silent. Todd, you just said, you just said uh, the trigger down effect of Adam being silent. And I, I said his silence caused him to get kicked out of heaven. And then you said, well, it's, you don't think silent. His silence is, is a sin. But it has to be. If he goes... If they cause him to get kicked out of heaven, it got to be seen. Or, or more important than seen. Right. But let me let me let me reword it. It's 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 something that we've never really said is a sin. You know what I mean? That's it's right. something that we, we we talk about sex, we talk about homosexuality, we talk about mm-hmm. fornication, we talk about all I I've never heard anybody talk about being quiet. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you better you be quiet, you you quiet. You gonna go to hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From that, yeah. from that context, that's good stuff, Rob. That's good stuff. Like, man, it's, it's been on me real hard about even and with the silence, also come with talking too much. You know what I'm saying? Everything have a everything has a uh other side of the spectrum. So so we can talk too much and miss and mess up our blessings. Also, I don't know if you guys ever had a chance. I think Brother Robert was on. You remember the one Josh did when I was in the library? Yes. yes. Talked about talked about uh when he talked on um uh, meddling. That's what it's called. That's right. Meddling. Man, that was, right. that, to me, man, that's one of my favorite ones. It's shorter because I had to go. But you know, man, we got to mind our business at times also. So that's good yes. stuff, man. Mm-hmm. What you got to go? Um, oh, go ahead, Nicole. Uh-uh, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. No, I was just gonna say I think um Rick had, had talked about it one time, um, how we don't we don't worry about our own souls enough and how we really gotta protect that. And I think for me that, that silence resonated with that and also resonated with us causing generational curses as well by keeping silence sometimes. Um it says I can't remember exactly what it says with some of the, the actions that we do that our kids' kids are gonna be punished for those things. Right. 
Right. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Man, I know you were saying something about being silent. I was trying to look, I was reading something about, you were just saying something a little while ago about also about wrongdoing if we don't say nothing. I go all the way back to First uh, Samuel with Eli and his two sons. I has two sons was sleeping with the women at the, 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 the tabernacle and all kind of stuff like that. And Sam, uh, Eli got dealt with because he didn't say nothing. He didn't address it. Right. And you right. knew what was going on and he let it fester. And a lot of stuff went on because of that. And I think something happened when, um, when the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant and Eli heard about it and he fell backwards and broke his neck and all of that type of stuff. But well, one thing, he didn't address it. If we know there's wrongdoing going on, we have to address that. We have to right. say something. We just can't let it fester because now I'm at fault. And when that, especially if I knew it's different, if you don't know, that's why we have to have some pray for the spirit of discernment that we know things and whatnot. Now we might not get everything revealed to us, but it's good. That's one awesome gift to have. If you have the gift of discernment to know things and how to deal with them head on and why things before something festers. Um, like I said, as men of God, we're called to say things and address things that are wrong and you got to man up and do it and not to just to let things happen. Just like what happened with Adam and look what happened. Just like what Elder Price said, that caused you to miss out all because you didn't step in and say something. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. Same thing with Eli and whatever else that case may went on. You got to address things when there when something is not right. If it's ungodly, you got to face it head on and address it. Okay, hey, I hear y'all, and I and I hear that, and I want to say something like with the black community, I don't I don't hear that talked about a lot because we hear no snitching, right? Y'all hear people say no snitching a lot, right? right. Uh -huh. No snitching, but if we in the black community going to church and stuff, or you know, that's where the faith is strong, supposed to be strong at. Why they don't talk about that enough? They don't put that out there. They talk about no snitching, but you understand what I'm saying? Like that's good. Hey, that's 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 strong. What you're saying. One of the, this is such such a strong thing we're talking about right now with the silence. Uh, one of the reasons why we are silenced, it it points towards our faith in Christ, mm -hmm. because we we feel like and we know most of the time if this is an issue, we can't really we feel like we can't dictate the result. Right? We yeah. we feel like X Y Z they shouldn't be doing. And I know they shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z, right? And so I ain't gonna say nothing because he ain't gonna listen to me. She ain't not. She don't want to hear that. But my, as a believer, I'm supposed to say whatever the issue is and point them to Christ, right? But but we are such result um, based people. Anything that we can get a result from, we we will dive in it, right? But when we can't dictate the result. We kind of shy away from, it, and that's how we end up being silent. Do that make sense? You know what I mean? Like hmm. God, God's gonna do what He does. At the end of the day, we are always gonna be tools. We are tools. I'm supposed to just share yeah. what I have inside of me that I see, and God's gonna do the rest. But our silence, like Adam, a lot of times, hey man, you you, I, I unction you to speak to that brother or that sister. And you didn't like mm -hmm. brother Robert talked about a lot of times being charged. We, we, you know what I'm saying? That's where them charges start to come from. You didn't say nothing. I put you in a position. Think about sometimes, man, you, you have, you have weird encounters with people, right? Like they just start pouring out. They start, you're like, yo, bro. I'm like, I'm like at the gas station or something. And then 
you hear somebody pouring out, that's like an encounter. A lot of times you, we end up with a charge because we didn't say anything like, hey, man, this is weird. I'm like trying to go. But sometimes, hey, man, hey, bro, God loves you. No, it don't have to be no sermon. But sometimes mm -hmm. God loves you is enough. Mm -hmm. At, at, at yeah. that moment, anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Brother, Brother Jonathan. Yes, sir. The, uh, the snitch code actually came from a race of people that was deep in criminal activities. Mm -hmm. And then it fell to other nationalities. Mm -hmm. if, a, if you had to go to court to witness a crime and you told the truth, you can live with yourself. Mm -hmm. You tell not the truth, you won't be able to. Nope. The thing is, as Todd was saying about Christian, and we're talking about kingdom men, we have to tell the truth, even against our own family. Mm -hmm. The truth is the truth. Don't make it the truth a lie. Because it's still going to be true. You're just going to be alive. That's all. So I, and I mean, do that I mean, a lot of people don't do that though. I mean, we, let's be honest though. A lot of people don't do that. Right. Yeah, a lot of people don't do that because a lot of people don't want to tell the truth. They, that's why this book, even though it's a, it's a bestseller, everybody don't have one. Nope. <laughs> everybody don't want to be king of men. Right. Everybody <laughs> don't want to be truthful. Yep. But if you tell, I mean, when you tell the truth, between you and another person, if, they, if you haven't had, I'm talking about, I'm talking about small truth, a uh, little small incident, it's not a big incident, a falling out, and you tell the truth, the relief that come over your heart and mind is it, unexplainable because, because it relieves you of so much guilt. Yeah, because if, you, if you're telling the truth and people don't believe you, I wouldn't even worry about it because if I'm telling you the truth, it's coming out of my heart and y'all don't believe me. I can't control what y'all believe. Exactly, exactly. That, 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 that's so true, and that's why I, I heard you say about the about the snitching. And it's a little comedian on uh Facebook, like Bubba Dove or something like that. Anyway, he talks about snitching. <laughs> he, he, he making a joke out of it. He snitched on his mom. He snitched on anybody. <laughs> mad, but but he snitching on everybody. Right. Know, and then he said, "Y'all know that's what I do." I'm telling on you, don't do it around me. I'm telling. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to make your mind up whose side you're going to be on. Because if you don't tell the truth and somebody else go to jail for life, a bad place to be in. All right, let me, Um, the first thing I highlighted was whether whether we feel comfortable enough to admit it in, in spiritual circles, men want to be great. I'll admit it. I don't mind. I want to be great. And if you were brutally honest, I would bet that you also want to be great. But what may surprise you and what I would like to suggest is that far from what we often hear in biblical teaching on servitude and humility is that God wants you to be great as well. Not only does God want you to be great in his kingdom, but he has also destined you for it. Greatness is maximizing your potential for the glory of God and the good of others. That, that that stood out to me. That was really strong. That's good, Todd. That's really good. Anybody ever read the Bible? Yeah. Uh, and I asked that question, being facetious. Uh, who in the Bible 
was great when the Lord called him. None of them. Not one. None Not of them. None. You just think about where they were and what they was doing when he called them. Uh-huh. And, 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 and remember, he made them great. Amen. He made them great. And, and, and like, that's that destined part of that. And like you said, that, that touched me too, because, you know, I, I think about my younger days and everything I ever tried to do, man, I was trying to do it. Okay, what it was, I was trying to be the best at it. I ain't going down that road, but, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was, be great at it. I mean, now basketball, the folks that are in my circle that know, man, you ain't want none of this. If you blink, you shot on. If you breathe, you shot on. That's how quick this trigger was. It, it didn't play. And I don't care where on the court. I love Steph Curry because wherever you can step at, I can shoot it at. And, you know, man, being great, it takes hard work. You got to put the time in. Right, right. You got to be looking to because being the word great don't, don't, they don't put that on everybody. Nah. They don't put that on everybody. Great actually is a is a is a is a characteristic of hard work. Yes, you can't you can't have one without the other. That was on. I just read that off of page thirty eight. Did did any one of you have something before got, that on the page before? I had some. Um, what stuck out to me? Not a, I'm not married to anything, but I've been in a relationship. But what stuck out to me was. So few men understand what it means to be in alignment under God, and yet most will fiercely require their wife to align under them. So what that's saying to me is, love, it kind of means like, don't just force, you're not worried about yourself, but you're worried about your wife being aligned under you, but what about yourself? What about you personally? So how can you align this woman if you're not aligning yourself? Right. We're charged. We're charged to love them as Christ loves the church, but we cannot do. It's impossible to do that if we don't have a relationship with Him. That's right. A right, a right relationship with Him. That's that's good stuff, John. That's good right there. That's right. It, it's like taking a Toyota to the Cadillac dealer. It ain't work. <laughs> they'll work on it. They'll work on it, but they're gonna hit you. In the, they're gonna hit you in the head. Worst mistake you ever make. Yes, sir. You had hey. Dakota on on, th- on the first two pages or so. Yeah, just listen to what you were saying about being great and whatnot. Um, yeah, we all strive to be great. And just like Elder uh Price gonna said it more perfectly, like who was great before God called him? And I for whatever reason, I all the men also thought about Gideon. And his thing and whatnot. And Gideon was nowhere near being a warrior or whatever he was. Nothing. I'm not like that. And the angel, before he even fought his first battle, God's God, the angel of the Lord said, You a man of valor, a mighty man of valor. He didn't know nothing about that type of stuff. And then look how he turned out to be uh, 300 men fighting against thousands and one and right. whatnot. That's great. You talk about an accomplishment. And what now he had several thousand, and then God said it was too many and broke it all the way down to 300 men. And they fought, and what now for a man like that called you out of darkness into the marvelous light? I was saying about that today. If it had not been for the goodness of the Lord, where would we be? And what now, but I think every man should strive to be great every day. We should strive to be better today than what we were yesterday, and what not every day. And um, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. 
that God calls, uh, we should seek greatness every day. We should every seek day. that. And everything what Jonathan just said and what you were saying uh, about that, Todd, man, it that is awesome. I can't wait to finally get my book to come in so I can really catch up and, and be reading on this stuff, man, because that's some awesome stuff there. Right, right. That, man, man, it's good, man. A dirty bird, I don't know where he at. He hit me up the other day, but that, that strength, you know, we talk about meekness, so the strength and meekness really, man, I read that a couple of times. It said meekness is not walking around with a sunken chest, head down, and doing everything you're asked to do by those within your sphere of influence. That is not meekness at all. That is, rather, the world's attempt to cage an emasculate male. It is the enemy's strategy to castrate men's drive and sideline the starters on God's kingdom team by painting complacency as a virtue and mediocrity as a goal, Satan has lulled the hearts of men to sleep. However, what Satan has done is contort what God has said in an attempt to twist the truth into a reality that is no longer recognizable, just as he did with Eve in the garden. Distorting the truth is exactly what Satan continues to do with regards to greatness in connection with meekness. Meekness is not weakness, as many have been led to believe, meekness simply means submitting your power to a higher control. It means submitting yourself to God's kingdom rule. Man, that was so, man, that was so rich to me right there because I can be honest, I, I didn't fully understand. I didn't really have a good understanding of what meekness really was. So that really broke it down to me. Amen. Well, the word says, bless all the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, man. There's nothing weak about being meek, man. You got to be humble and God rather God wants us to have a humble and meek spirit anyway. You can't right. be out here all proud and, and loud and all of that type of stuff. Man, I know I want to inherit the earth, and I can't inherit the earth unless I'm weak. It says, blessed are the meek. You are blessed if you are meek. So that is not a sign of weakness and whatnot, because the Bible tells us we should have that trait. We should be meekness. We should be full of meekness. We should be full of humility and things of that nature. There's nothing wrong with being humble. Obviously, right. because what if pride comes before the fall and whatnot. He said, well, he'll lift up the humble and make the proud abased and whatnot low. So meekness, man, that's a trait you have to have. And you are, man, they tell you, you are more man if you are meek than a man that's without it. I put it that way. You got to have meekness. Right, right. One of the little side notes said, God is not opposed to greatness. God is opposed to pride. Amen. Boy, that thing hit me in the yeah. chest when I read it. <laughs> like, Amen, man. Was pride, pride man. The fall, bro. That man, pride will get you in trouble, man. Nah. Man, we, we feel like, I think for me, I think pride is the one thing we feel like it's a it's not as much of a battle that it really is. Mm -hmm. I think pride is a situational thing, circumstantial thing. Like when something happened, do I, am I prideful? How often do I give God the credit, which I should give to him all the time. Amen. But it's easy to go into, hey, man, I did. That's I right. Did, you know what I'm saying? It's easy. And so we have to always pray about taking that pride away and submitting ourselves to him every day. If not, if I don't submit myself, man, I'm walking around. I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a cocky person by nature. So if I'm cocky, you know how easy it is for me to be prideful just like that. If just I'm not like mistaken. That. In the book of Proverbs, it said one of the things that God hates is a proud look right. and whatnot. That's just a prideful mm -hmm. attitude and whatnot. He can't, just like you said, 
when you start taking the credit, when you start taking the glory, because the word says, I will give my glory to another. I will not give my glory to another. Right. And he will not do so. And we right. got to be careful, Todd, like you said, because I did it. Just like the home runs and stuff you used to hit. That wasn't Todd if it wasn't for God giving you the strength and the right. skill to do that. God get the glory. Not Todd, or back then, probably Big Five or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you want to say it's all about you, but we know who it was. I definitely, I definitely said it was him. <laughs> I know that's right. Back then, we didn't know no better. You didn't know no, no better. Back then, didn't give God the glory. Whatever we did at that time, and see, that's how good God is. His God's mm -hmm. grace is always <laughs> the stuff that we used to do before he called us. We didn't give God no kind of praise, no kind of credit, none whatsoever, and he still yet called you and still yet used you regardless of the fact and knew how you were. And that's right. how God is. And I always say, thank God that God is not like man. Because if it was up to me, who would be here? If you're not giving me the praise and the honor and glory and I'm waking you up every day and I'm giving you breath to breathe and you're not thanking me? I mean, come yeah. on now. But yeah, that's why I have, why a, long, thank I God have a long list every day. He gone, she gone, he gone. <laughs> thank God I'm not the one that's giving you oxygen because you better give me praise and honor. But see, but we don't serve a God like that. He's not petty like that. He doesn't count your sins. He don't mark it. Because the word says if he was to mark our sins, who would stand? Wouldn't nobody, nobody be able to stand? Nobody. Nobody. So thank God for that, man. So we got to put that pride away because it said he hates a proud look. Anybody got anything else? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I think I think it's so easy for us as men to live in pride because we're taught from a young age to to conquer, to destroy. That's what yeah. made you a man. That's what's gonna make you a man. And I think it's so easy to fall back into that pride because we think that you know we're better than the next, so you know we we can beat the next or whatever. So it's really important to die daily, like you was talking about, Todd, and to learn to live in meekness because we're taught from the day that we come out of the womb that meekness is weakness, and you can't show any sign of weakness, so you already right. lost. Right. Man ain't supposed to cry. Man don't cry. All of yeah. that type of stuff, man. You know, just like what Brother Josh said, man, we're, we're taught that, man. Don't let your woman rule you. When you're supposed to be ruling her. all that type of foolishness. Your hand pick. If your woman tell you to do something, you go jump and do it. And all of that type okay. of stuff, man. All that. So you be taught all of that type of stuff, man. Put your foot down and all that type of mess, man. But like I said, as men of God, as kingdom men, meekness and humility has to be part of our daily living every day as kingdom men. And we can't, we like to judge. We got to fight that pride. You got to battle it. You got to battle it because, you know, you got, you'll let somebody quick know, don't take my weakness. Don't take my, my humility and sign this for a sign of weakness just because I don't cuss people out and all of that type of stuff. Like I said before, I ain't forgot how to cuss nobody out. I just don't do that no more. I ain't forgot right. how to knock somebody out. I don't fight with my fists no more. I let God fight my battles now. I ain't forgot right. how to knock nobody out. That's, I just don't do that no more. You know, now, you know, certain things, you go, obviously, like, thank Todd, you said it earlier, things are situational. You know, right, you, you got a right. family to protect or whatnot, somebody disrespecting your wife, you'll try and handle it as calmly and whatnot as possible for the most part. You know, you ain't gonna be all up in her face cussing out and all that, you know, you got to step in, you know, but for the most part, you know, you let God fight your battles and all of that type of stuff, man, because like Brother Joshua said, it's easy to slip into pride because like, it's almost like in our DNA. You was taught at a so young age to be a man, not to cry, shake it off, be tough, you know, and all of that type of stuff. You get, you bump your head, don't cry. And all of this type of stuff, man. So you know how about it, Todd? When you you getting a uh, you getting a hard line drive coming at you, man. That bad boy bounce off your chest. You pick that bad boy and gun him out at first base and all that, boy. I know, but you don't you don't side swipe it, do you, Todd? You get in front of that bad boy and what? Sometimes. You, man about it. you take that thing, man. <laughs> hey, look at you, man. Come on, sometimes you get in front of that thing, boy. I tell you, I was the man out there. You don't you don't side swipe it. You don't Olay. You get in front of that. I don't care how 
When that bad boy is screaming down the third baseline, you better get in front of that thing and whatnot, man. You, I mean, there's just certain things you got to do. Right. Football, you know that, man, football player, that you want to get tested and see how much of a man you are and play the game of football and whatnot because you, you can tell who the weak ones and who wants to hit and who don't want to hit and whatnot, and you'll get your manhood checked real quick on a football field. Right. Um, the next thing I highlighted <clears throat> says, God made Moses a great man. Yet Moses was considered meek because he was willing to serve the purposes of God to reflect the, go the glory of God rather than his own. Anytime you take a Pharaoh mentality about what God has given you or is asking you to do, that is a power approach to greatness, not meekness. And when a power play is made before God, as it, as it was with Pharaoh, God will quickly ungrate you. God ultimately reduced Pharaoh to nothing through the plagues and the disintegration of his army because he had the wrong approach to greatness. Pharaoh was unwilling to submit himself to divine authority. However, Moses, when he placed himself under God, witnessed the supernatural invade the natural, thus causing Moses' name to go down in history as great men, God is not opposed to greatness. God is opposed to pride. Amen. Man, that was rich right there. I see you have standing up, Brother Robert, when I read it. <laughs> Amen. I go back to uh, when I said who in the Bible is great. Just think about Moses. Mm -hmm. Think about his, his beginning. He was brought up in Pharaoh's house, ate at his table. But for his brother's sake, the Hebrews, he killed a man. He killed a man. And when, when, when the Lord told him he was going to send him, he said, Lord, I stutter. I stutter. I, 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 can't, I can't go. So he said, you can't go. I mean, just think about that. Even, even Moses admitted that he couldn't go. He, he wasn't able. But with what God gave him, we talk about Moses today as one of the most humble, as you said, meekness fellows in the Bible. Not only that, just think about it. He was never buried. God took him. That's right. He took him. Nobody know where Moses was buried at. Mm -hmm. God took him. That's, that, that's, 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 just think, go back to Adam. Adam got kicked out. Moses was taken in. Taken, right. Just right. think about it. I'm, I'm saying, you got, you, you, we got to want this. For us to take effect in our in our life, not just read it, not not just come on here every Sunday night and go through it. We gotta want it. We gotta apply it. We gotta apply it to our life, cause there's greatness in everybody. As long as God got His hand on you, there's greatness in everybody. And I know you've seen people that that you once saw that couldn't count two nickels, but now they're doing great things for the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's a, that, that just that just a humble beginning that that only God can accomplish to put on that level. We got to know that. And kingdom men, listen. I said it last week. I know who Doctor Tony Evans is, but I've never thought about getting his book and going through it until Todd mentioned it. And, and, and there's something on page thirty-five. I don't know if if you know everybody read or not. I'm a, I'm just gonna do like this. And if you read. If you're anywhere near page 35, you know what that means. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Man, look here, look here. To to walk around and tell your wife or whatever she going through, you can do this to her. And, and and she calmed down and she 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 relaxed and, and she okay with it. I I I, I, I see you said yeah yeah yeah. So I know you know what it means. I'm gonna leave it alone. We might get there next. We we'll go back when we reflect next week. <laughs> well, we touched we touched we touched on the last week. We touched on the last week. Did you? Did you? I, I came on. Listen. Well, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. When, when your wife know you got it, or your family know you got it. Come on, man. Everybody can relax. When the man of the house say, I got it, don't worry about it. I, I think, got it. I think our family is at its optimum when we putting up them three fingers. Yes. When, we, when, when they know, because they look for us subconsciously or consciously to, to have it. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. As a man, that's what we represent in the home anyway. Godly men, saved or not saved, we are supposed to have it. And so when I read it about the three fingers, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Makes sense because right. because it don't matter what she work if she a stay at home mom when when you come home she's gonna bring that to you and and want to be secure and knowing that you have you have it. like he said if I can't I know how to pray and who to pray to and who to give it to which is all he needs with that he he got everything he need to be able to put the three fingers up anytime that's so that, right so that that's that right good stuff. Hey. Yes. Oh man. Anybody else got anything else before we so, go further? Uh, Todd, I had um back on page twenty three when he said he visit when he said he visit like the um the jail houses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, when I look into their eyes, both the men and women, I didn't see statistics. I didn't see numbers on the page. I saw real pain, real emptiness, real lifelong, real anger, real loss, mm -hmm. and real need. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have seen it too because statistics can never tell the story of a soul. Oh, so you, you can't just count these people out. I know they made mistakes, they did some deep stuff, but don't I say just don't treat them like trash or in the dirt because that's not that's not godly. Amen. Hey, that's good. That's good stuff, Johnson. And what what I'm about to read next kind of fall in line with that on page 42. He talks about he said the enemy doesn't want you to realize that true greatness involves analyzing your gifts, talents, skills, and capacity in God's name and for his glory, and then maximizing them in an effort to expand your impact on others. God's agenda is to advance his kingdom down the field of life. And to do so, he is looking for men who will rise to occasion in their bid for greatness. Yet to rise to the occasion to be great, you must first allow yourself release yourself and give yourself permission to want it, which is very important. You were made for greatness. It is okay to want it. In fact, it is more than okay. It is a mandate. That that was like really, that right there was strong for me because it talks, it tells us that he wants us to be great. We, we're destined to be great. And then at the end, it's a requirement. Hmm. Think, think about Brother Dakota going and talking to somebody about God and not and great and not feeling great and not putting greatness on God's name and on the kingdom. How great, you know what I'm saying? If if if, if Brother Robert or I talk to somebody about the kingdom, like it's just a run in the mill, like it's almost like Walmart. You know what I mean? I, I'm diminishing who he is. 
No, when we talk about God, we got to talk with greatness and talk about his greatness and his goodness at, at all times because he is so great. Amen. Amen. With Matthew 5 and 48, as uh, Brother Glenn would always say about be therefore perfect as your father, which is mm -hmm. in heaven perfect. No, we got to strive for that perfection. We got to strive for greatness mm -hmm. every day. And like you said, when you're witnessing to somebody, knowing what you're talking about, and whatnot, and being confident when you're talking about God, because people can sense weakness. They can sense a uh, sense that you don't know what you're talking about, or you're not confident, and whatnot. So, if I'm talking to somebody about Christ, I'm being um, I'm being very authoritative, but I'm letting them know about the goodness of the Lord and what God can do. And your situation is not hopeless. And like Brother Jonathan them said, you don't look down on people and whatnot. You don't, no matter what they did. Who am I to look down on somebody? Like I'm so doggone great. Like I got it all together. No, I know some people make mistakes. I, we all could have been in jail, or maybe we have, or we could have served long sentences, I put it that way, and whatnot. Because uh, we all could have been just one mistake away from being right where that brother is wearing an orange jumpsuit and whatnot. So who am I to look down on somebody? Um, right. It's things that you might see on social media that says, uh, uh, how many of you can say that you've never had a DUI? And it's an I'll wait. And sometimes you might put the comment on there like, you know, I just haven't been caught. That's the only thing is I didn't did right. drink and had no business behind the wheel of a car. I just haven't right. been caught and whatnot and all of that type of stuff. And I just thank God for that because ain't no telling what could have happened. Could have been kicked out of the military, lost my license and all of that. But it was the grace of God that nothing did happen to me and whatnot. So we can't look down on people that's been locked up and all of that type of stuff, man. And whatnot, because you ain't that great and you ain't all of that. And we have to remind ourselves with that humility once again to come and just continue to strive to be great, strive to be perfect, because the word says so. Be therefore perfect as your father and perfect. We got to strive for perfection each and every day. That's good. Before that's we good. still go fall short, we got to strive for it. Yes. The striving, the striving is how we balance it all. Know what I mean, if if we striving, we fall short. We we know it's okay because we still striving, but some people fall short and, and not even striving. That, on, that's man. when you that's when you start to get in them dark areas. You know, you just in the you just like at ground zero and you ain't even striving. That's the enemy just go haywire on your head because you you ain't even he sees he already sees your effort. You ain't even trying, so he just do what be whatever he has for you. The last thing I highlighted in the greatest um, segment was whatever the odds, never let the odds determine your destiny. God has destined you for greatness. Jesus said that if you believe in him, you will do great works that he did. He didn't say that you might do them. He didn't even say that you could do them. Jesus said that if you believe, you will do them. You will. That was that, that was good, man, because it's kind of just outlining, man, that that greatness. How how often do we really do think about God want, want us to be great? You know what I mean? He do, he don't want to if can we be let me ask this, can we be set aside if we not great? We just a regular dude. I'm just a regular Joe Blow. If 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 I'm if I'm not striving, like Dakota said, if I'm not striving for the greatness that God destined us for. Can I truly be set aside from the to the regular Joe Blow? I don't think I don't think we can be. So that was good stuff. Somebody give me something before we dive into the power of real man. That that one's I got a lot of stuff. That one was okay. great. 
That one, the five real one real man, man. That that was pretty rich. What's the first thing you highlighted, brother Robert? Oh man, I almost got the whole book. Yeah, you don't want to know. Last couple of pages of that, I think I did highlight most of it. But like, as you said, just think about this. Talking about greatness, he's a great God. Amen. There's no way you can come in contact with a great God and not seek to be great. Amen. Right. Right. Adam, they don't even go together. They don't go together, brother Robert. There you go. There you go. He eventually he gonna he gonna cut you loose. You you don't want enough for me. That's right. That's I got right. a whole truckload of stuff for you, and you walk around with one of them little Easter eggs. <laughs> good, good, good example. Easter egg bucket with the little white That's right. no, no, you, I'm gonna have to drop you off because you don't want enough. I do. I think he sees our desires and what we're striving for, and eventually something has to give. And that's how I think people end up by the wayside that you like, hey, man, what happened? You know, because I just think sometimes man, we, if, some people are scared to be great, though. Yes. Some people are scared to think outside of what the world say you should be. And once once we I think once we give our life to Christ, greatness should become a focus. Once Sorry. once we give yeah. our life over and once we come to salvation, I think we should start thinking about greatness. But I think. The world and the way that the church kind of runs, it almost feels like you're doing something wrong if you try to be great. But that's what they, they want to put you. They want to put you in a box, Todd. Right. Yeah, they they want to put you in a box. We can't be put in a box because yeah, God can't be put in a box. We'll really let certain ones stand in the front, but but the rest of y'all got to get in the back. Right. That's right. Not right. We don't want too God. many up here. That's right. That's right. That's not God. Got a head count for how many good people can be at the. <laughs> and, and, and then you get mad when when one lead a flock and, and say, "I gotta go be great for the Lord." Now you mad at that, right? But then right. I was trying to do that here. You get mad. Yeah, we already got four good people. We don't need no. More. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Anyway, let me. Um, um, I, I'm sure, brother Robert, he got a lot of highlights, so we're gonna probably touch on a bunch of it. But but this power of one real man is talking about Sham God. And the one, the first thing I highlighted was Shem God didn't wait until he became great to do something great. Shem God didn't wait until he became great to do something great, which I think is huge because a lot of times we do that because we don't feel worthy until we see the value in something. He didn't put off until next week what he needed to do that day. Shem God saved the entire nation of Israel and he did it as a farmer mm. like what one of you guys said i think it was brother robert was saying how many people in the bible <laughs> was great before all this before before you, you read about them this shem god was a farmer mm. me and my mom had a conversation today man it's such a blessing to, to be able to talk about the word with her man just it is it's such a amazing blessing honestly and we talk about it was right after church service how the church has, I don't know how it got to the mentality that 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 the kingdom looks like XYZ when everywhere you turn in the Bible, it was farmers, it was fishermen, it was it was it was nobody that shined and smelled right. good, looked good with the top of the top, the best of the best. And here we're talking about Shamgar, the farmer. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
My give God. me some, brother Robert. You, you highlight a lot, and so give me one. And you know, you, you're talking about about Shamgar, and just think about it, like, like you just said, you, you and your mom. Israel is not a small nation, if you no. remember. No, you if you if you remember, it, it was not small. So for a farmer to even step up to 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 the courage and and, and knowledge it took to lead a nation like that. That's all godly. That's all godly. Now he may not have been recognized, even though he, we know his title was farmer. David was a sheep herder, but they was never recognized for that. They were recognized for being great in the law and doing a great thing. So, so even as we become men, concentrating on men, kingdom men, we might not start out as great men, but as we go along, we have to seek that greatness. Mm -hmm. We have to seek it, because if not, then we're wasting our time. And this ain't pointing no fingers or nobody, but we have to concentrate like, like Shamgar. Okay, he's a farmer. But when, it doesn't say when the Lord touched him. But it will tell you that he talked to him. Mm. And he acknowledged that he had to go lead Israel. Imagine me telling y'all, well, I'm going to go be president and lead the United States <laughs> after I leave here tonight. Right. That's what they're going to do, Tyler. They're going to laugh first. But after, after a few, they might believe me, but they're going to laugh first. I'm falling, yeah. not laughing. Let's see that. <laughs> see, see, see. Yeah, yeah. Now y'all hear that shit. <laughs> but you know why I'm be laughing? Because <laughs> they do a background check. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with my background. I'm going to tell you like my niece said, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, right? Hey, listen. Brother Charles, Brother Charles said all the time. <laughs> The world saw Shamgar as a farmer. That was his. That was his worldly That's right. title. That's right. But Brother Charles always said he was a king. And when 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 you are a king, that's how that's who God sees. That's right. The, the world saw a farmer, and and it talks about it talked about how he used the um the plow. Who you know no earth a couple pages yes. before it talked about how. How he used how the different ways he used to plow the chip, you know what I'm saying, for different ways in, in his quest to get what, what he needed to get done, a farmer. And so that the next part talks about the first lesson of becoming a kingdom man of influence and impact is to stop making excuses. Lord have mercy. Amen. Well, if I can if I can put something on t-shirt, it'll be that, man, because we do that, man. That's that's that flesh. When we tired, uh, we don't want to. We don't feel like being bothered. A lot of times, I think about when we in, think about how our moods affects our excuses. You know what I mean? We, if we ain't feeling tip top, it, you know how easy it is to make an excuse. Man, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Tomorrow night, <laughs> God asked me to go speak okay. to this dude tonight. Now I say I gotta go to work tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Top. You just mentioned the flesh. And when the Bible said that the flesh is mess, the flesh never wants you, your spirit man, to be right. That's true. It, That's true. It, it, it's at all. It, it's at enmity with your spirit. All the time. They, yeah, they don't agree. So so just think about this. When, when, when the flesh gets full, it still won't more. Mm -hmm. Man. It still won't more. Yeah, we get in a lot of trouble. It, it never gets satisfied. 
It never. Everything you think about the flesh that comforts the flesh is never satisfied. Right. No. Right. No. It, it, and, and to go do good, the flesh is going to always ache. It's going to always be tired. It's going to always not want to do this, not want to do that. That's why uh, the Apostle Paul said, I, I crucify my flesh daily. That's why he said that's where, that's where excuses come from, honestly. Because if, you just said it. If the flesh is never satisfied, anything that we want when we're not dying daily, we'll find a reason to justify it, which is an excuse, or just flat out make an excuse for our behavior. That's right. Because the flesh is never satisfied. That's if right. I want to drink, if I feel like I want to keep drinking, I'll find reasons and make excuses. I it helps me sleep. <laughs> it comes to me yeah. down. It's yeah. on sale. <laughs> like, yeah. They, yeah. We'll find Amen. all kinds, of, and that comes from the flesh because the spirit don't make excuses. No, the no. spirit yeah. will show you the right, the right way to do whatever you need to get done. Every time, it'll show you the right way. Every time. Amen. Go ahead. How crazy is it that us feeling like we have to 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 be great? before we take that step is in direct conflict with what the Bible and what, where everything Christianity is about coming as you are. Mm -hmm. How many oh, times do we contradict that with thinking, Oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta get to this level before I go here. I gotta get this accomplished before I go here. If we just win as we are, how, how much more better off would we be? Mm -hmm. That's good stuff too, man. That, that what you just said, Josh, and what brother Robert said, I'm going to incorporate because I get a lot of people coming to me. And they have questions and they just want to talk about the kingdom. But what Brother Robert mm -hmm. said and what you said, man, that's going to be kind of how I segue and start off. No one in the Bible was great. They None was great until they met Jesus. No no one was great until they met. And the, and the Bible tells us to come as we are. But, but somehow we take on the mentality that we got to be grateful we do anything, which mm -hmm. is definitely the opposite of what he wants from us. Amen. Amen. That's good. Man, that's good. Anybody else got anything else? Amen. It said, keep in mind that Shamgar was a farmer before he ever became a judge, yet he had made the excuse that he was only a farmer, like, like we're talking about. He would have never become a judge. I guarantee it. Shamgar became a judge because he delivered a nation. Shamgar didn't wait until he had a bigger tool, a bigger weapon, a bigger name, or a bigger army. Shamgar didn't make excuses for not having any of that. He saw a need, and he met that need with the resources he had at his disposal, which is like, which is very important. Think about it. I think I mentioned wrong talk a couple hours ago. Think about that last part with the resources he had at his disposal. Um. Right now, I'm not really going to be the umpire right now. No time soon, you know, get, get to my mom get situated. And man, I was so, I was getting, I was getting frustrated or whatever, just thinking about it. And, but think about it. I have everything I need. I have everything that I need, but we get frustrated when we start thinking about the surplus and excess. God always provide me what I, with what I need. All of us, he provide all of us with what we need. Because of Amen. who we are to him. I'm a son of God. I'm his son. But yeah. but I was I was getting myself worked up about uh excess 
and a surplus. Think about it. You know how crazy that is when that's been, it's, the truth be told, it's been <laughs> ungrateful. It's, it's been it's been ungrateful, to be honest. Like, Lord, why why is this going on with this moment at this time in my life? This is where I'm at. This is where he need me and this, and I got to do it and, and do it cheerfully, too. Yeah, that's good. I, I remember last Saturday you told me that you might, you don't know whether or not you might have to do three games in, in, in one day or something like that. You yeah, say. yeah. I was yeah. excited about it. I was excited about it, too. <laughs> and then, and then, and, and like, I think I mentioned when I text you guys earlier today when we had, we was having a discussion about Dakota, when Dakota said about date night, or just about the change. And, and when I was supposed to look up the difference between change and shift, and that's why I sent text what I text. No, mm-hmm. our change is if we was doing it once a go, if we have to do it once a month. You know what I'm saying? That would be a change. But just going to a new night is a shift. Uh-huh. And, and when he shifts, his shifts has always been amazing. When I've seen him shift, he's never had a bad shift like baseball. You know what I'm saying? They might shift the wrong way. He's never had a bad shift in his life. He's never had a bad shift. And so, man, that man, this man, it's been it's been really good, man. This book is so good. It is. <laughs> it really is, man. It's so yeah. good. I, I I I'm in it every day. I'm in it every day. Me too. Me too, man. It, just so, it helps so much. It is. And, and when I read. I, I know we can go back, so I'm gonna go back. And, and when, when I, you, you gonna see me do it now. I, I'm sorry. I, he don't mind if I borrow it, so I'm gonna do it. When you see that, I'm doing this, Doc. I'm doing this. Yeah, I do I'm it, back. man. I got when it. I get back, when I get back situated, I'm gonna be throwing it up too. Now that I know, my <laughs> brother. The key is to everything we go and use it. I love you so much. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, don't wait. You able to do this now? Don't wait. <laughs> Who I'm gonna do it with? It don't matter. You got it. The Lord said you got it, Todd. I got. I got, got it. it. Hey, I'm, I throw them up. I got you me covered. I got more covered. Right. So yeah, I can do it. Yeah, you got, got it. Go. I got it covered. You got it. We striving for greatness. We're gonna push each other though. That's what we. That's what we got to do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Anybody else got something else they they highlighted? The next thing I highlighted said. You had something, John? No, uh, you, you arguing with the lady at the catch register? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I heard you say, Give my quarter in my nook. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. The next thing I highlighted said, Never, never let your limitations limit what God can do. Mm. When you look at a, when you look a little closer at what you have, you may discover, like Sham God that you have more than enough to accomplish God's plan for you. After all, Moses merely had a staff, but he opened up the Red Sea. All David had was a slingshot and five smooth stones, but he delivered his nation from the enemy. All Samson had was the jawbone of a donkey, but he slew the Philistines. Uh All a lad had was two fish and five barley loaves, but God used it to feed 5,000 men. Never look at what you have. Look at what it can become. Man, that man, that's rich right there. Y'all, y'all get that? Yeah. Man, that that was rich right there. 
because mm. we 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 naturally look at we can see limitations you know what i'm saying we can see that something has a limit to it but god has no limits that's right man god has no limit but we'll look at it and again and get and the thing is though we get work ourselves in a tizzy because we see the limitation but it, I'm a man of God. I know God has no limit, but I'm still trying to figure it out in the natural. Instead of putting the three fingers up, like Ross said, put the three fingers up, say, hey, hey, God, I've done all I can do in the natural. It's yours. It's yours. And I trust and believe that you'll do what you need to do one way or the other. But no, nah, big fire show his old big head up <laughs> and try to figure it out until I can't I get a headache and can't sleep. And he said, hey, I'm right here. You forgot about me. All them times I done delivered you, Tug. But you trust Big Five. All the crap he done got you with. Pee-wee and no swimming pool, boy. And all the <laughs> old kitty pool. You're so right. Jonathan was talking about the guys and girls, ladies that's in prison. And uh, I remember my last time I was in jail. Last was, I, I had on the same clothes that I had the week before, and they didn't have to change my picture. I was down there two weeks in a row. Say that again. The last time <laughs> that I went to jail, last week, I had on the same clothes <laughs> that I had on the week before. And, and, and as they were processing me in, they looked at the clothes I had on, and then they looked at the screen, man, you just left him. <laughs> now, mind you, I got a mother-in-law that worked down there. Wow. And she see me every time I come. And she she never swayed. She she never looked down on me or nothing. And when I see that lady today, man, we hug and kiss so much. Because she 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 never she always she made a phone call. He down here again. She made that. She did. Yeah, she, she made that call. To my brother, and, and and you know, I'm so thankful for that because when I see her today, you know, we can smile and and enjoy each other because that been so long ago. Yet not long ago, to where Jonathan brought it up, I can go back and relate to it that you don't look down on people because you never know who been locked up. What she call you, D Block? <laughs> you, never, you never know and as Dakota said who did a lot of time and, and who didn't right. and who got caught and who didn't but you never know it's all by the grace of God that a lot of us are not doing life in prison you got that right yeah I, I mean we did some stuff that we should have been locked up for but God's grace and mercy kept us out for this day here that we could be on the zoom call telling folks about the goodness that God has bestowed on each and one of us and them to be great in the kingdom. Yeah, we've all fell in short. That don't mean we don't we can't be great in the kingdom because we're covered by the blood of Jesus for the remission of sin. So that 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 allows us that that the enemy don't use our flesh and guilt to keep us sidelined. We can be a sign on the starting line. We, we can get in the game and, and, and produce great stuff for the Lord because he paid a price. He came out through 42 generations just so and hung on the cross just so we can have a chance to be great and be with him again. 
I'm not going to follow the first Adam, but I thank God for the second one that we are able to do this. Yeah. God, God bless you. And thank you, Brother Jonathan. The next one, I it's a, it's a famous quote. It says, yes, you may be limited in your resources or even in skills, but while God does not always call the equip, he always equipped the call. Oh, my God. That's, that's one of my favorites. That's powerful. My favorite saying because it, it, it kind of forces us to kind of move blindly. It, it forces us to move even though we don't see certain things because like we just read about, we'll make excuses because I don't have, I don't have no slingshot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no five smooth stones and but that tells us that if he truly called us to something, he's going to always prepare a way for us. So that, I, I really like that. Yeah, there's, there's been parts of my life where, uh, and, and being saved, as when I went through some place or something, I, be, I, I did it too. Uh, well, I ain't never been there before. I ain't never did this before. But as I go through, I'm comfortable in the Lord that he's going to carry me there, no matter what. Right. I, I'm not going to fail because he's not going to let me fail. Now, if they don't accept me, that, um, let me say it this way. Man, I, I preached and, and, and taught some lessons and never knew one word of what I said. Mm. And people be like, that's the best message they ever heard. But it's all God. It's not right. my, I'm just a mouthpiece. I couldn't tell you one word I said. Right. But he, he that that that's when he put you yonder way and you allow the spirit of God to take over. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the people receive the word the way it's supposed to be. But if I get up there and try to be like somebody else or be somebody I'm not, then you can't be used. It's fake. It, it, people know fakeness. They're not gonna receive fakeness. Amen. But, yeah, I just man, y'all better get me up in here. <laughs> the next the next thing was. So how did Shamgar topple 600 men and still remain standing by taking them down one at a time? And I thought that was rich because it speaks of trust and the process. If anything is possible when we go when we go through the process. But when we rush, like I talked about earlier about the results, because we are result driven, if we rush towards the results, and skip the process or some steps in the process, he probably would have got killed. If he just skipped the steps or the process, he would have probably got killed. So that's that was big for me. Mm. Give me something to go to. I'm about to go to sleep. I heard your stomach growling. <laughs> Get back to my law and order organized crime. Uh, <laughs> crime. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hey man, this awesome what you guys are uh, talking about tonight. Like I said, I can't wait till I can get my book so I can start highlighting some stuff. But as far as you talking about, man, about skipping steps and whatnot, um, as men of God, or once again, as kingdom men of God, can't take no shortcuts, can't take no shortcuts, can't skip no steps. It's just like what Elder Price was saying, I think people will recognize fakeness in a minute. Like you said, it wasn't him when he did it. It was all the Holy Ghost that, that took over and whatnot. Um, people know a fake when they see one and whatnot. 
you can't skip no steps. You got to study your word. You got to stay before God and whatnot. Because <clears throat> people will recognize realness and people will respect you more. And whatnot. Like he said, he can't even tell you one word of it because he was under the influence of the Holy Ghost for the first time and not under the influence of alcohol. He was under the influence of the Holy Ghost and that the Holy Ghost used you like that. And we have to stay under the influence of the Holy Ghost and whatnot. We have to. I see you laughing, Elder Price, and whatnot. <clears throat> we can't skip no steps, man. We we gotta go, we gotta, we gotta do this like the words line by line, precept by precept. We can't skip no steps, man. We gotta do this thing in order to be kingdom men and whatnot. Like like you said. Now, what'd you say, brother Todd? You said if he skipped some steps, he probably would have been killed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Six hundred men. He if he just skipped a step, he would have died. My God. 600 men. Man, one man did this. Right. 600 men. My God. Now, you tell me that spirit of the Lord wasn't on him for that. You know, as good as Bruce Lee was with all of his skill set that he got, I know he can't take on those 600 men. So that wasn't nothing but God. And Samson slew how many? 3,000? Was it? 1,000? And whatnot? My God. Now, he couldn't skip no steps either. No. Nope. As far as that's concerned, amen. Because God used him to kill the Philistines like that. My God, we can't skip steps and we can't take no shortcuts as being kingdom men. That's good. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I think this is about the last one. I got. Yeah, it says, no matter where you are starting from, where you have came from, what limitations you face or association you have been birthed or bred into, God can make you great. It will require men of courage who will rise to the occasion within the realm where they have been placed. That speaks of boldness right there. And the other stuff is talking about that movie, talking about taking the red pill. Uh, I think it was the Avenger. Matrix. Matrix, yeah. He said, the choice is yours. You can either take the red pill, the pill that has been offered infused with the power and authority given to you by the blood of Jesus Christ and you can be ushered into your call to greatness or you can take the other pill only to live out the remainder of your ordinary existence. I don't know about you guys. I want to be great. I'm taking the red yeah. pill myself. Taking the red pill. No matter where you're from, don't ever let your circumstances. What, what the words say about with Jesus, boy, I haven't seen it in so long about Jerusalem or Bethlehem. Can any good thing come from, from this place? And wasn't right. that like that? You know, no matter where you're from and whatnot, man, it, that, that shouldn't no, let nothing put limitations on you. It shouldn't matter no matter where you're from. I mean, I mean, look at Elder Price. He came from a town that I ain't never heard of, uh, Modoc, South Carolina, Modizi. I ain't never heard of that. Look where he's from and look at the, the great thing that my brother is doing and right. from where he's from. So. Don't let nothing from where you're from hold you back. That shouldn't have anything to do with it. It shouldn't matter where you're from. Like I say, Jesus didn't come from a big town, a big city. He came from someplace small. And I think any right. good thing come from this place and right. whatnot. You know, it don't matter where you're at. Don't like to say, no matter where you're from, it's where you're at and whatnot. Just let the Lord use you and be great. Just continue to strive for greatness and whatnot. But I'm like you. If it was a choice like that, the red pill all day long, if that was the all case, day. if it was something like that, all day, all that's, day. that's without hesitation. Without hesitation. Yes, sir. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Brother Robert, give me one that I didn't hit that you highlighted. Well, you probably highlighted so much, Todd. Let me 
Let, let me go back. Yeah. I see you put your book up. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> hey, yeah. come to the board and write. I would not put my book up for class in 100 times. <laughs> yeah, don't put it up. The Todd ain't letting us go nowhere tonight. Don't put it up. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I know you probably got some highlighted. I didn't. That just kind of just how it works generally. This is, I don't know if you had this or not, but this is uh on 46. It says this is this is highlighted. This was a day of terrorism when marauding bands of irresponsible men created havoc. To be in public at this time was to put your life at risk. This was a day of terrorism when, when marauding bands of irresponsible men created havoc, jeopardizing both women and children. Thuggery dominated the land to such a degree that people had to walk around the outer edges of the city to get where they needed to go. But there, but then there is Shamgar. His name alone sounds like a superhero. His name alone sounded like a superhero. Yeah, that that was good stuff because it speaks to what he went through. That's it, it, it painted what he went through. He he went through a lot. And the Lord, the Lord, like you said, the Lord used that farmer. And when they heard he was coming, and, and, and the stuff that he did to deliver Israel, as Rand was, Elder Rand was saying, God used him to do just from small humble beginnings. To great things, right? That, now, now, a lot of people don't talk about Shemgar because they don't want to go through the process, as you said, Todd. They don't want to go through that, but because of humble beginnings, you have to. You, there's very few people that walk onto a baseball. We use baseball and become a great player. Very few. Some people have a talent, but they still have to be taught. Right. right. They still have to be taught. Like, 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 Reverend said, uh, most folks out there tell my old lady, well, you know, you got to get out on that ball. You know that. That's if not, it's going to go right, right, up, right between your legs. Right. But the process, if you take time, Jack, uh, number 42. Number 42. Jackie Robinson. Yes, sir. He had to learn how to play first base. Mm hmm. Never played before in his life, but he had to learn. And we and he, we all know that he's still one of the greatest because he played. He learned how to play from from step by step and became a great player. So it's the process. I mean, and the Lord then gave us the evidence. He gave us examples over and over again. We have to accept that. We have to accept the Lord's knowledge and become great men of God in the kingdom, individually but collectively, as we study tonight. It's individual. Choices, but it's a collective, collectively, uh, team that we have to be a part of. There's no big eyes and no little use. Everybody's equal in the kingdom. Amen. Yeah, Good stuff, brother Rob Johnson. You got something that I didn't hit? Um, I had um, I had um, well, say I, I didn't make it to three yet. I was feeling two, but it said my concern is that the Christian leaders has leveraged our men to build church and buildings and run church programs, but we have failed to dispel them and what it means to be about the kingdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I highlighted it, but I didn't I didn't touch on it last week. I and remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a, 
that's a big deal, man. Because what it's doing is you 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 are distorting the the order, God mm-hmm. order or how He want everything to be ran. You know, he, he the church is making us celebrate being a part of ministries. Yep. When when he he wants us to be front and center and be the light and be strong and mighty men of God. But now we celebrate being on being the choir leader or you know what I'm saying the youth minister and those things, which is all they are good. But he wants us to be much more than that, and that's kind of what that mm-hmm. that that chapter is talking about. Yeah, that's good. That's good, John. And don't forget, uh, your, your brother won't be in charge of the food. You know that. I won't call his name. We can't let him be in charge of the food. We can't even let him. We can't even let him help the people take the food from the car. I don't see him eat. <laughs> good, good stuff, John. Good stuff, brother Josh. You got something. <laughs> Brother Greg, you got something? Don't laugh at that. Y'all, first off, my oh, fault. Go, I, can't, I, can't, I can't get the phone off mute fast enough. Y'all gonna leave my boy Dakota alone. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, man. Because I don't bother nobody. Thank you. Josh? Man, I just I, I ain't got nothing to add. I think I think we hit on everything, but it was just so powerful to me how I talked about um what was it Sam, Sam Gar? How you say his name? Chamgar, how powerful he was to go from basically a nobody to as great as he was. And it should show us all, I mean, the path to follow, just trusting God and go when you call them. I mean, you can be the next Chamgar. That's good because it basically, it didn't say it, but when you read that, that's what you take. He didn't question anything. He just, he just followed him. He, he trusted him. It didn't, it didn't say, it didn't talk, to, it didn't talk about him wavering. It just talked about he went and then it talked about he trusted him and then the process. It didn't, it never spoke on him wavering or, or down. Should I do this or just for me? It, it didn't do anything. It just showed him about God's business with, with just straight faith. And he, he did what he had to do one at a time. Think about how, how many of us could have did that one. How many of us could have had the patience to do it one at a time, especially in a, we in a fight now. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm trying to get Tyrone and Edo and, 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 and Leroy. I see four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think hmm. think about how impatient we get at times. But God called him to do it one at a time. I know Big Five. I'm trying to get Tyrone, Leroy, Ed, and, and, and Jimmy now. I'm trying to get them four. They over to sleep. Yes, that's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But his weapon was the was if I'm correct, was the was the thing on the plow, right? Yes. So so Getting more than one would have been more, kind of difficult, you know what I mean? And so I would have died at about 10. <laughs> Good stuff, Brother Greg. What you had? Yeah, um, I haven't got a chance to read the book yet, but I did buy it on um, Friday. So uh-huh. I'm going to town next week. And so I'll hopefully be able to catch up with your brothers on it. And um, also, Mr. Charles, he texted me tonight and said that his, uh, daughter might have to have some surgery done and uh, so he asked me to ask you guys to pray for her uh, pray for her and then also for his uh, his wife also having some back issues also okay man definitely I'm, um, I text him when we get off man I gotta check on him man man brother yeah. Charles been so if 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 nothing me, me moving to Greenville 
if I didn't get nothing out of it, meeting Charles would have made it all worth it. And I got, I, I don't hear what I'm not saying. I got, I got a whole, Greenville was great to me, been great to me. If I didn't get anything, though, meeting um, Brother Charles would have been worth it. When you guys get to meet him, you'll, you'll have a greater, Greg, you know, we talk about how much we love him all the time. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's really like a real life angel for, mm-hmm. for a man. When you, when you get in Charles' presence, Mm-hmm. He has such a common effect on you. It's just, it's mind blowing, man. When you, when you round him, man, he's just such a great guy. And we definitely going to keep him, lift him up in prayer. But let's do these takeaways real quick. If you guys had anything else, Greg, while you're talking, if you had anything else you want to add, we're going to get on out of here. No, that's it for tonight. I love you guys, man. Hopefully we'll talk to each other next time. Oh man, definitely, man. Love you, man. Hopefully, hopefully I see you soon, man. No, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still gonna be in the area, so we definitely gonna get together. Hopefully, me and you and Josh and and Charles can go bowling. That's kind of what I'm thinking and hoping we can do. I know Dakota and Brother Robert, they we ride, so them, I'm sure <laughs> right. they'll ride with me. Glenn, Glenn, will ride. Jonathan, will ride. So I just that'll be something I'm thinking about. But you no, know, I'll definitely okay. be in what everybody think. Definitely ain't about me. So good job, love you too, Brother Josh. Um, I, I don't have any more takeaways. I just, I, I love that Billy came up with the idea to go through this book. I feel like yeah. it's an awesome book. You're getting a lot out of it from just the first couple of chapters. Um, as always, I love you guys and can't wait that we can do it again. Oh, yeah, man, man, Tuesday, Sunday night, man. Man, I just think, man, it's just, we did so many it's, Tuesdays, it's new man. Friday night. Friday night, Friday night would be a little more difficult. Well, I, I work no, I'm Friday saying night. It's, it's the new Friday night. You oh, it is new Friday. We old. Friday. We don't. We old. Except you and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> we old, dusty people, uh, aching everywhere. Back hurt. My back hurting now. Uh, <laughs> but just to just to for God to shift, and I, to me, anytime he shifts, when you look at his shift, and then think about the power that he has. The shift can't be nothing but a blessing. Because if he wanted this done, it'd be done. You know what I mean? Like he, he could he has the power to end this with nothing like this wouldn't be a big deal if, if he didn't want us to continue to do it. So I definitely look at the shifting as a blessing for me to be where I'm at and just to have you guys with me tonight, man. Just just confirmation, man. I love you guys so, so much. Brother Johnson. Yeah, man. Uh, thank y'all for the night, man. Like I always say. God bless y'all, family. God bless y'all. And this book, it can definitely move you. I mean, I've read some things already that I didn't think about that way, the way he put it. So I'm going to continue to read on this book and let it plant that seed in me and grow inside of me so I can be a kingdom man. And I still I still got a lot of stuff to work on. I ain't perfect, but I'm going to get there. I'm going to try to get there. We're going to get there together. Amen. Yeah. We're going to get there together. Hey, we on the team. We, this team here. God don't look down. Trust me, when he looked down, he don't see no MVP on this team. We, we don't have one. Because right. we all fall short of his glory. He, he just see a team full of guys that love him and running yeah. the same race. He don't see, hey, Brother Robert got all them years in the pulpit. He see Brother Robert before Brother Robert did that. So we all trying to grab on. I just want to touch the hem of his garment. <laughs> I, just want to touch, I just want to touch the hem of his garment, man. So good stuff, man. Um, for the guys on here that's married, and I and I'm just a reader though. I read all the time, but uh, I've read uh, "Us Against the World" with David and Tamla Man. It's it's a great great book for for us married guys. Great, 
they, they really opened up their they life and how how things work for them and some of the things that they do. So if you feel if you like this reading, that'd be a great book to get. Brother Dakota. Amen. Amen. Awesome night on tonight. Um, as we started off in the beginning, we was talking about not being silent. Let's continue to work on that. Let's continue to speak up, call things out and whatnot. Um, sin is sin. Something's wrong. Call it out. Fix it. Don't let it linger. Don't let it fester. Take care of it. Nip it in the bud. Something that we all more than likely have to work on. So let's continue to do that. Let's continue to strive to be great. Amen. Let's continue to do that. Like I said, because if God has called us to greatness, let's continue to strive for it. Until let's just continue, no matter if we fall short, if we fall down, get back up and keep going. That's why, like I said, a righteous man falls seven times and get back up again. So let us keep getting back up. Let us keep fighting. Let us keep battling till we get to the point. Let's just keep going. We're not giving up. I pray for all of you brothers. God bless you. And I love you. The ones that are not online tonight, hopefully they'll probably look at this later on. God bless each and every last one of you. Um, Brother Charles, we're praying for you, for your daughter, and for your wife, and everybody else, uh, all the other mighty men of God on the Zoom meeting. Kingdom men, God bless you. Amen, amen. Good job, man. I love you. Um, before I turn over to Brother Robert, the prayers out of here and give us his takeaway. Oh, man. Now that we know, now that we know what God expects from us, which is greatness, we we are now more accountable to each other. We was always accountable, but now we even more accountable. If I see Jonathan, if I see Brother Robert, if you see me engage in things that will impact my greatness, you are responsible for checking that. That's right. I'm gonna say that again. If you see me involved or engage and something that you know, not, not on the fence, that you know without a doubt, that's going to impact my call to greatness and my standing in the kingdom, you are responsible for calling me, pulling me to the side or something and say, hey, man, I noticed X, Y, Z, and God would not be pleased with this behavior or this activity. You are not responsible for how my feelings are. You are not. You are not supposed to worry about my feelings. You, you guys are my brothers. The, my feelings should be your last concern. As, as as kingdom men, you should, brother Robert, shouldn't be worrying about man. Man, I seen five with a fifth. I don't want to call him. Dakota called him. Nah, brother Robert, see me with the fifth. Brother Robert, responsibility to call me and check that. And that's what love of Christ looks like and feels like. He he loves me. Guess what? You guys should also love my greatness, my call to greatness. Great night tonight, man. Great job tonight. Love you guys. Um, Brother Robert, let's not forget to pray for Brother Charles and his uh, daughter and his um, wife. Yes, uh, I'm just going to say uh, there's blessings in the shift. Mm -hmm. we, just have to seek it. we just have to sit back and seek the greatness. Uh, Josh said, this is our new Friday night, the new Friday. Yeah, well, like because it's a shift, everything is new, and we just have to accept it. Forgive what we used to do this time. Mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to embrace the shift so that he can do all the work that he needs to do in us so that people can receive the true word of God. 
and, and, and the message that he's trying to instill in us and them. Uh, is it anybody else other than Brother Charles and his family that we need to put before the Lord? If so, then you have the authority to just lay before the Lord as I pray us out. Amen. Amen. With that said, Lord God, almighty, everlasting peace. Father God, we come before your throne of mercy and grace tonight, Lord God, just to say thank you for everything you're doing in our lives, Lord God. Father God, we ask you right now, Lord, to touch every family member on the Zoom call tonight, Lord God. Lift up their family, Lord God. Bless them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, Lord God. Father God, we ask you right now for a special prayer for Brother Charles and his wife and his daughter, Lord God. Bless all the men that are not on here tonight, Lord God, whether they, wherever them and their families may be, Lord God. Father God, bless everybody that's listening tonight, Lord God, throughout this platform that you've given us, Lord God, to be blessed upon in mighty, mighty ways, Lord God. Father God, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We love you, Jesus Christ. We love everything you're doing in our lives, Lord God. Thank you for this book, Lord God, that you placed on some one of our members' hearts, Lord God, to, that we can study it, that it can open up our understanding and our minds, Lord God, that we be better kingdom men, Lord God. Father God, we just thank you tonight, Lord. Father, we love you, Lord God. We love you, Lord. Give uh, Brother Glenn his traveling mercy, Lord God. Keep yes, him safe yes. from all hurt, harm, and danger, Lord God. Knowing that the highways are dangerous, but everything is in the palm of your hand, and nothing shall by any means hurt us, Lord God. We trust in and believe in your everlasting word, Jesus Christ. We thank you. It's in the mighty majestic name we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all, man, great night tonight, man. Y'all have a great week. <laughs> I've been saying a great weekend. But, but before, weekend before you go, Tom, you said that wrong. You said that if I saw you with the field, instead of calling Dakota, it's the other way around. If I saw Dakota with the field. Bye. You call yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all be good, man. Love y'all, man. All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>